From the Hill Country in Texas, this is OneRadioNetwork.com. Well, well, very pleasant guy. Good morning to you. This is Patrick Timpone, uh, 105 in the shade, Patrick. Yeah, it's been pretty pretty crazy around here. Let me get my headphones, but yeah, well, we'll get through it. We don't stay out long, I'll tell you that. It's really now, in the morning, it's about 80 degrees, so you can go out and sit in the sun a little bit. That's all it goes down to at night is 80. It's like, great. Okay, our, uh, let's see, the first day, or today, rather, I, I'll figure this out. It is January 24th, 2023, a couple minutes after 10 o'clock Central Time, and the fourth Wednesday, a Monday of the month, brings us to Dr. Jennifer Daniels, one of our faves, a very popular show, one of the most popular and so if you care to join it, you can uh, do the phone line, 888 and the email is patrick at oneradionetwork.com. We're getting some new insights on this thing called time. Over the weekend, it was pretty cool, very cool, and we'll be sharing those with you tomorrow, and that's going to happen at noon. At 10 o'clock tomorrow, Dr. Stephen Hussey, who's got some very interesting um, views on the heart, what it is, what it isn't, and I think you're going to like him. So we'll talk to him tomorrow at um, 10 o'clock in the morning. Now we go down to the great country, state, or whatever it is, to Panama, and it is Dr. Jennifer Dan. You are a state, right? You're in your own state. Is that right? No, it's a country. Oh, it's a country. Sorry. Country. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. yeah. You're on. It's a country. And you guys use dollars, right? Well, every country that the United States has conquered uses dollars. No, Jennifer Daniels said that in Panama. I didn't. <laughs> <Just kidding. laughs> We're in enough trouble already, you know. Go ahead. Actually, uh, yes, we use dollars. However, we have coins that correspond to the U.S. coins. Oh. So our country is allowed to mint its own coins. Well, that was nice of them to give you permission. Right. <laughs> That's quarters, nickels, dimes, and pennies. There's one president who shall remain nameless who created a uh, dollar coin. Oh. That that crossed the line. And so that unfortunate person was persecuted, prosecuted, and well. Yeah, really? Yeah, they don't like when you do that, right? They don't like, they let you get away with the No, smoke. that was the agreement. The agreement was... Okay, we had the we had the the war. Oh sure, I know. Uh, yeah. U.S. won, but still going to give back the canal to Panama in twenty five years, which was two thousand, which they did. And the other agreement was Panama would use the dollar and not print their own yeah. currency. So the president said, "Well, wait a minute. Okay, we'll have the Panama dollar, but it'll be a coin. We won't print it." And that was not appreciated. What year was that? When when did he do that? Pretty recently, I think it was two thousand. I don't know, ten or eight or something. Oh, really? Oh. I didn't realize. Yeah, interesting. So, did they take it off? Did they make them take it out of circulation? No, they didn't. They just, uh, you know, gave them special. Twenty eleven. Twenty eleven. Wow. Is he still around, or is he in the pokey, or what's the deal? In and out. You know. <laughs> That's right. They find something else. <laughs> do you know you? <laughs> yeah, they do that all the time. You know, they did to Iraq, right? 
to Iraq. They went in there, blew them up 20 years ago, blew them up. Said, well, you can't use it. We're going to make your well, Panama got out easy. They just killed 75 students. Oh, yeah. And when was that? When was that? It was the 70s. It was oh, 70s. Yeah. yeah that's, that's, when you win the war, you get to write the rules, right? That's what you do. Well, it's worked out pretty well for Panama. Yeah. That's fine. And you, you guys are building a, a second canal, right? You're doing a second one. Done. Done? Yeah, least Already done, operational, going well. Boy, there must be a lot of stuff flowing through there with two canals now, huh? Ooh. Well, they'll be like asking me what's going on in, uh, you know, some other. It's really far away. I, I don't live on that side of the country. Mm-hmm. But I hear it's going well. I'm sure it is. <clears throat> how long is that? Is the country how? Like, if you go from one end, because it's kind of like shaped like this, right? Kind of like a. It's like a serpent, uh, uh, like this. Mm-hmm. So if you go from but one end to the other, like sticking out. One end and two long. If you would go from one of the long ends, you know, to you the other. You could drive from one end to the other in a day, for sure. How about a day? Oh, cool. What have you been working on in your life? What have you been doing? Well, as you know, last time we talked, I had given up jujitsu. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> because it was too violent. <laughs> and then, uh, so now I do... Uh, my calisthenics exercises, but I figured out how to add weights to my ankles, hmm. uh, a weight belt for my waist, and a chest uh, weight harness to make the exercises more challenging. So now that's it's pretty good, keeping me in shape like jujitsu was. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I do one of those chin-up bars things, so I've been thinking about getting a, a book bag and putting some books in there or something like that. Exactly, or rocks. You don't have to yeah, get really elegant. Well, we have plenty of rocks yeah. here. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> we have plenty of rocks here. Yeah. Yeah, I used to practice my hiking by putting rocks in a yeah. backpack and walking up the hill. Yeah, yeah. What builds muscles? What foods? Well, we can't beat around the bush on this one. No, can't. Animal products, animal products, animal products. You're not going vegan on that. So all you have to do really is look on the um, internet and look at vegan bodybuilders. You'll see a bunch of pictures. And look at regular bodybuilders. You're like, whoa, big difference. So uh, you can't get around that. However, having done jujitsu and seen those guys and those muscles, and I ask them, oh, my, how do you get such big muscles and so strong? Well, they had no problem revealing their secrets. Drink raw eggs. Right. <laughs> yeah. So I started drinking raw eggs, and I started looking like the Hulk. <laughs> and that was one of the reasons that led me to stop doing jujitsu. <laughs> 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 I don't have any gender anxiety or uh, gender uh, questioning or uncertainty. And so I realized, and I looked in the mirror, that something was not going in the right direction. And uh, so I stopped jujitsu, and I... Uh, I love raw eggs, so they taste good. They taste good. So I, I blend them with a banana, so that make, they, they're really good. Yeah. So I limit myself to like uh, you know, twice a week or something. Yeah, that's great. I like that too, banana. I put avocado on mine, Jen, a little bit of goat's milk and some 
a little vanilla, you know, kind of like the a, raw egg is what builds the yeah, muscle. The raw egg is what, the raw the egg. The raw yes. egg, yes. Yeah, yeah, they're really good. It's amazing how well you can digest them too, right? They just kind of sit right in there. Well, uh, the yolk has emulsifiers in it, so emulsifiers basically pull things apart and mix them up and present them to your body in very small, uh, easily absorbed amounts. So it's the egg emulsifier that creates the high absorption situation. So what I do that, it's like, why waste it? Just juice that beverage up. So I'll add bee pollen to it. It Mm. makes the bee pollen more digestible too, and you you feel it immediately. So I put in egg, uh, flaxseed, bee pollen, and that terrible tasting Sheila did. Why not just throw that in there? <laughs> Hide it in the mix, yeah. And I uh, blend it with a banana and down the hatch. Yeah, yeah, that's great. You know, get your muscles up. Yeah. Huh? get you going. I think somebody's on the line already. Let's take a phone call. They've been waiting for a while. Hello? Good morning. Who's this? Hello, Can you hear me? Kind of. Go ahead. Yes. Is that better? Well, Okay. You have to talk a little bit longer so I can see if it's going to work, but it's cutting out. Go ahead. Okay, sorry. Hi, hi, Patrick. Hi, Dr. Daniels. Good morning to you both. It's really lovely to speak to you. I wasn't sure how to call in, so I just called at the top of the hour. Can you hear me now? Yes, we can. Okay, great. I have two questions, both related to uh, pregnancy, childbearing. Um, mm-hmm. I'm 36. I have uh-huh. two kids. My my youngest is 20 months. I'm still breastfeeding him. They're, uh, they're both lovely. You would love them. Um, uh-huh. uh, so with both of my pregnancies, um, okay, and I just want to say that I listened to your podcast about syphilis. It was riveting. I've read Candina Cleeter. Um, I've got my three bowel movements. Um, I'm drinking lots of water. I always drink water. I drink Definitely at least a gallon a day. So we so need to know what the problem that. is so we can have a context to sort through all the information. So give me your question okay, now okay. and then go back to the details and then I can sort uh, based on understanding what I'm trying to solve. So when you give me all the data, okay, it's I- like, well. You're right. Okay. I'm sorry. Um, okay. So I found out when I was pregnant that I am positive for anti-nuclear antibodies and anti-rogue mm-hmm. antibodies, which understand are associated with like lupus, rheumatoid arthritis, Sjogren's. Um, Mm -hmm. And because I was pregnant, they told me that I was at risk of my child developing heart block. That's the most serious Mm -hmm. risk. But then there's like a whole host of other risks. So Mm -hmm. none of those manifested, none of those manifested, thankfully, and both my kids are healthy. They did prescribe Mm -hmm. me hydroxychloroquine, um, which I didn't want to take. And but I ended up taking because of assurances that I now realize were, I don't know what I realized, but I just now kind of have a different perspective. Um, The reason I, the reason, uh, so the antibodies come in the context of, I had had chronic pain. It was worse in my arms, um, but it was Mm -hmm. really debilitating about seven years before I found out any of this information and it never really went away. I did change my diet, Mm -hmm. uh, cut out gluten, out dairy and it did get somewhat better but it never like you know it just it never went back to normal and it started when I was 24 so I went from like never thinking about pain to it taking over my whole life for a couple Mm -hmm. of years and so when I would ask the doctors well is the pain at all related to this lab work like 
they, they all said something different. Like some one doc, mm-hmm. one rheumatologist would say, oh, absolutely. And then another rheumatologist would say, absolutely not. Um, mm-hmm. Because they said, you don't have like a rash, you don't have protein in your urine. Like I don't have any other symptoms except this like really bad pain. And I had fatigue when it was at its worst. So I guess my question is, um, I want to do the turpentine protocol and I've read Candida Cleaner um, and I'm on the diet, but I'm because I'm breastfeeding, my understanding is that you recommend not to do it um, until you're like while breastfeeding. Um, And like I said, I'm pooping three times a day. Okay, All right. We got. Okay. Hello. Hello. hello, Take a breath. Let's go. We have a lot of a lot of people that want to talk to her today. So we can't take up the whole show. So. All right, sweetie, I think we understand okay. where you're at, and Dr. Daniels is going to help you out. Okay. Can I just yeah, say so, I so we got the wrong question. question. You're asking the wrong question. Let me th- tell you what I think your real question is. Your real question is, how can I get rid of this pain? <laughs> and do the antibodies matter? That's a separate question. Yeah. But let me ask the question you, you, that you asked, which is somewhat irrelevant. But uh, just put a, a drop of turpentine on the baby's feet, and breastfeeding will be just fine. So drop a turpentine on the sole of each foot and you're good to go. The reason for that is when you put the drop of turpentine on the baby's uh, sole of his foot, now when uh, the parasites decide they're going to run to the baby in your breast milk, like, oh, no, 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 and, and they'll back up and he won't have a problem. All right, so that's the question you asked. The real question you asked is how to get rid of your pain and what's been causing it all these years. The answer is a dietary deficiency and you're on the wrong track. So let's put you right on the right track. So the piece of food you need to eat would be uh, pig ears or beef tendons. Um, I would recommend four to eight ounces a day. It does, uh, sounds from your voice that you didn't grow up eating pig ears. So what I would say is overcook them till they're like mush. And then chop them and stir them into your favorite stew or chili recipe. And what you're going to find is your pain will go away. Okay. 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 Well, thank you very much for calling. Okay. Pain, go away. Come back some other day. Yeah, so 30 years ago, we would have called her situation fibromyalgia. Oh. And it would have been mysterious. And the doctors would have done all these tests. And every doctor you go to would give you a different opinion, but you still have your pain. <laughs> Indeed. Here's Mary, a urologist, told her. Mm-hmm. Oh, my brother, my brother. Okay, her brother, 41 years old, that he has Vera Cacule. Do you know that one? Can you spell it? V-A-R-I-C-O-C-E-L-E. It may, it may not be able to have children. It's a, vi- a varicele. Oh, really? That's um, a cyst in the testicles. Oh. Hmm. Right. She's got it all spelled wrong, but yeah. yeah. And, and, and the doctor tells you, you may not be able to have kids. That is correct. However, yeah. uh, every guy I've encountered with it has had kids. So there you have it. But what's the question? <laughs> well, she just wants to know how he could have kids because she's concerned for him. Oh, the way he can have kids is keep his cholesterol up. So, you know, have some bacon and liver and he'll do just fine. Mm-hmm. But 
you've seen people that were diagnosed with this word we can't pronounce or spell, and that they did variant seal. Yeah, variant seal. Okay. It, it, again, it's just a, a, a sac that's in the testicles uh, that, or scrotum that doesn't belong there. Mm-hmm. It's totally harmless, totally harmless. And uh, so my advice would be definitely have kids as soon as possible. <laughs> I don't know how old this person is, but have uh, your kids as soon as possible because fertility always diminishes with age. And to eat a high cholesterol t- a diet that will raise his testosterone and his fertility. And his fertility, Okay. And she has a PS on her question. Mary has a medial meniscus torn, um, and I have a bump behind my knee there. No pain. How can I heal this naturally? Medial meniscus. So the bump behind her knee is a Baker's cyst. Um, and the cause of the Baker's cyst is basically too much sitting. And so there's stasis there. Things accumulate, and your body makes a cyst behind your knee. So there's the Baker's cyst. Obviously, the answer is to get up and you know, get around and do stuff. Now, way back when in the 90s when I was in medical practice, uh, turpentine took care of that. So you can apply turpentine topically, you can take it internally, and you can go to vitalitycycles.com, enter email address, and get the free report Candida Cleaner, which tells you how to take turpentine. But that would take care of the cyst behind her knee. Now, there's the uh, torn um, you know, meniscus there, and that is from... Not again, not enough to connect your tissue. I find for that the easiest to get and most effective is the pig ears. You could use um, cow tendons, but I found those really difficult to get. Uh, the butchers don't like to cut them out for you, and it's just tough to get them for that reason. So the pig ears do work. However, if you don't have a history of eating pig ears, it's tough to get them down. It's a little mm. creepy in the crunch there. So, <laughs> I recommend overcooking them to get rid of that. And uh, just chop them up and stir them into your favorite stew or chili. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. OneRadioNetwork.com. Patrick at OneRadioNetwork.com. Uh, this is from Justine in Tennessee. Um, mm-hmm. I wonder why Dr. Jennifer Daniels wears glasses. Has she not ever figured out a way to do it, her natural vision, eyesight thing? Exactly. Some of us just aren't that bright. <laughs> <laughs> Some of we just don't know. <laughs> well, I'll tell you. Uh, or, or not that diligent. So I've worked with people where I have helped them get rid of their glasses. Now, what they have done is they've taken the turpentine and they've juiced carrots, uh, carrots and celery heavily. So that's uh, an occasional spot of uh, Vicks in the eye. So that's the solution. However, you know, I have a kind of a fast-paced existence, and I just haven't put all those together consistently <laughs> in terms of practicing it in my life. I see. You see, you were having a fast-paced existence in New York City. You were going to go to the jungle to chill out. What happened? Just kidding. Well, it would be even faster pace if I was in New York City. It would be like hypersonic. It would be like, so I, I need to be here just to slow it down this much. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how people, people live there. Or what. Um, what can I do to put on my skin and remove what appears to be a parasite lodged underneath it? Wow. A keloid that is uh, grown to contain it just above her, her breast, um, close to the armpit. 
word is keloid. Are we sure it's a keloid? No. Let's just say we're sure it's a keloid. She says it's a keloid. We're going to take her at her word. Okay. Keloid. Keloid. All right. The way to get rid of the keloid is a high vegetable diet and get rid of that connective tissue. None of those pig's feet, pig ears, none of that stuff. Mm-hmm. Your body has more than enough collagen. It's putting its extra collagen into their scar, causing a keloid. And this is why blacks tend to get keloids because... The um, traditional African-American diet, certainly 50 years ago, was ultra, ultra high in collagen. And so this person's diet is too high in collagen. So she's taking um, a protein powder, a collagen supplement. If she's eating um, cow's feet, chicken feet, um, neck bones, ham hocks, those things all have a lot of collagen and you're going to get keloids. So check your diet. And dial it back. Dial it back. To meats. I, I, I don't recommend this for other people, but she's got keloids. So uh, definitely time for boneless, skinless meat. I wouldn't do chicken. I would lean more towards beef. And okay. you can definitely eat mm-hmm. bacon because they take the collagen off the bacon now that you don't have that strip in the back of the bacon. And so she eats bacon that will maintain uh, her skin uh, tone and quality, but at the same time help her get rid of the uh, keloid. And then I'm telling you, uh, lots of vegetables and, you, and you'll see it go. Away. If you want to put something on it, it would be castor oil. Mm-hmm. Fried pig. Fried pig. <laughs> Linda has a son. He's 47. Hasn't uh, felt, he fas- hasn't felt well in about 30 years. Started when he slept <laughs> in a very rustic cabin in the woods near Santa Cruz. Um, and he got a weird sunburned-looking hot rash on his face and then developed spotchy red flashes a few days later. Lyme's disease tests have all come back negative. His pain doctor uh. diagnosed fibromyalgia as him on duluxothene, D-L-U-X-O, uh-huh. and gaba, gabapentin. Gaba, you know that yeah. one? Yeah. Okay. Oh, of course, yeah. you're a doctor. You would know those. Symptoms are pain in the neck, uh-huh. muscles, and all that. So we listen to you regularly, so we hope you can give us some ideas. Wow. God, I love them. Yeah, wrong way, go back. So... <laughs> wrong way, go back. So gabapentin has been linked to quite a few sudden deaths. And so now the FDA started to investigate it, blah, 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 blah. And certainly the reason for which he's taking it is the, it's not an approved, it's not off-label use. And it's also not very effective and highly addictive. Mm. But all that aside, let's just solve this fibromyalgia problem, which showed up when he got his sunburn a long time ago. So what happened a long time ago was he had uh, a severe collagen deficiency. And it showed up by the sun burning his skin so easily and so deeply because his skin was so thin. That apparently has not been corrected. So he has the exact opposite problem of the person with the keloid. He has a problem of profound connective tissue deficiency. So he needs to eat all the pig ears, uh, cow feet, chicken feet, ham hocks that he can stomach. And he will notice that his pain will will, uh, improve dramatically, Mm. probably even within a week. It'll be quick. Now, so I talk to people like this and I tell them, and what do they do? They take one ounce of pig ear boil it in three quarts of water and wonder why it didn't work. So you have got to have 
more uh, pig ear or a cow foot or whatever in that pot than you've got water. So when you cook it, just fill the water up halfway to cover whatever the animal part is you've chosen. And I personally like to pressure cook it for one to two hours. That way it's pretty much unidentifiable and anything of value is in the sauce, so to speak. And you can just pick the bones out. As you pick them out, suck them clean. And then um, the stuff you have left, you have to work it into some kind of food that you're already going to eat or that you like to eat. And I have found the best disguise is if you're Italian or Hungarian, try the goulash. Um, if you're American, chili works great. And every culture has its mystery stew that you can hide these things in. And I, I would recommend doing that. Hmm. Cool. From Annie, um, she's 51, full-time worker and thin lower back pain, diagnosed with osteoporosis, wants to know how she can reverse the bone loss and how I can become pain-free. So the two best foods for this are pigtail and chicken feet. I've tried both. I personally, just my personal preference, the pigtails taste much better. They're really good. So uh, we're looking at, again, eight ounces of pigtail. That's the pre-cooked weight. But pigtails are literally, I won't say a dime a dozen, but they're pretty darn cheap. So it's easy to make up a pot of pigtail. Now, the pigtail is interesting because essentially it's a continuation of the spinal cord of the animal. And it has all the spare parts you need to protect, um, not to protect, but to repair and fix your back. Now, she's mentioned osteoporosis. That's kind of a little wrinkle there. Ordinarily, I would advise people to cook the pigtail and eat it. But she needs to eat the bone as well. So when she cooks her pigtail, she should add some vinegar to the water. And that vinegar is going to soften the bones. She should eat the bones as well. Hmm. And then she will see her osteoporosis reverse and her pain dramatically improve. It'll be So she eats eight ounces of this pigtail every day. Her pain will be gone in about a week or two. Wow. Be gone. Isn't that cool? Yeah. yeah that's great. Good job. Um, Betty has <laughs> uh, been enjoying your shows about castor oil. Many castor oil <laughs> experts say castor oil, you can put them on liver. I got skin. <laughs> skin, liver. Uh, she was wondering about this idea of uh, the uh, castor oil packs with the heat over the stomach in different places. She wants to know if that's um, I think that's unnecessary and it's overkill. Now, the reason that you need to put uh, heat to the castor oil pack over the stomach is because you're putting the pack over the stomach, not over the whole body. So what I found is, is easier um, is to apply castor oil from the waist down for three days and then head to toe daily. And what will happen is you'll get cleansing just as effective, maybe even more so than had you used the castor oil pack. Now, the castor oil pack has issues. Um, one issue is you might get the temperature too hot and burn yourself. So that's one issue. But the real issue is once you get the castor oil pack in place, it is pretty slippery and slimy. It's going to slip off your belly and just make a god-awful mess everywhere. Yeah. And it's a lot of trouble to do. So I do not recommend castor oil packs just because of the logistics and because the all over the body is more effective. Now, the all over the body, you do have to do waist down for three or four days and then head to toe. The reason you have to do waist down is because the 
cleansing effect of the castor oil is so profound that if you put it on uh, your head and brain the first day, uh, you'll be standing still, the room will be moving, um, things will be swirling around, you'll see bugs crawling everywhere. It's, it's really an unpleasant experience. And ask me how I know. <laughs> ask me how I know. <laughs> It took me a month to get out of that wow. nightmare. Nightmare. What do you mean? You saw actually buggies crawling out of your... Not but I mean, it was stuff crawling around, moving oh, yeah. around. It's like it's like you, you read about this thing in Delirium Tremens where these people who are withdrawing from alcohol see bugs crawling everywhere. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It was like that. Wow, what a trip. And you close your eyes and the bugs are still there. Yeah, they're still there. Yeah. It's very unsettling. So to avoid that... Waist down for four days and then head to toe. <laughs> That's great. Stefan says, I often eat just raw eggs as a meal after working out. What is the upper, yeah. lim what is the upper limit of too many raw eggs in one sitting? So first of all, he's got it wrong. Eat it before the workout. And my God, he'll feel like Superman. That ceiling he reached with his weights, blow right past it. So those eggs go before your workout. I've gone up to four eggs. So I've eaten as many as four raw eggs. And the reason I don't eat any more is because I like bananas with the raw eggs just to help with the flavor. And so if I go over two bananas, I get a lot of weight gain. Mm. So I don't know where he's at with his, with his you know, situation. Mm. But I can certainly say four raw eggs a day is not a problem. Um, for cooked eggs, I have more information. So I've eaten as much as eight cooked eggs a day is no problem. Yeah. You can eat a lot of eggs. No, I was not eating just eggs. I was eating a lot of other stuff. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Dahlia. Oh, let's this phone call. They've been waiting. Good morning. Who's this? Hello. Hello. Oh, hello. Hi. Go ahead. You're on the air. Who's this? Hey, thank you. Da da da. Da do do. Hello. Hello? Well, the other one dropped off. Now we have a girl. Good morning. Who's this? Uh, this is Jay. Hello? Hello, this is Jay. Emma? Yes. Can you hear me? I can hear you. Oh, wow. Oh, hello. Uh, um, I just had a question about uh, a mediastinal tumor, um, how they uh -huh. come about and what can be done about them. Mm. And where is this tumor on you? It's in the mediastinum, she told you. Oh, well, I didn't know. What do I, do I look like a doctor or what? <laughs> it's a mediastinal tumor, which is behind the sternum. And how long have you had it there, my dear? I don't know. I, um, I just had an x-ray, mm -hmm. and uh, they mentioned that it was suspected. Mm -hmm. I never did go back to confirm it. Okay, but. okay. They said it was what? Uh, they suspected it, but she never went back to confirm it. You have to speak oh, up a little okay, bit, okay, okay. caller. So if you're not having symptoms from it, and they say they just suspect it, then they're chasing shadows and trying to get a little more money out of you for more tests. But let's just say it really is there. Um, and let's just say, because you haven't mentioned any symptoms, that you're not having any symptoms. I would lean towards leaving it alone. Don't trouble, trouble, till trouble troubles you. However, I know that's not why you called in. So... Mm -hmm. 
Mm. Uh, let's just say it really is there. And let's just say you're having a little bit of pressure feeling, but you want to dissolve this. The easiest, quickest way is bitters. B-I-T-T-E-R-S, bitters. Mm. So what the bitters do is they dissolve that connective tissue that is uh, creating your tumor. And uh, you, you do have to poop three times a day. And literally, you'll poop out a bunch of slime and really ugly looking stuff and the tumor will go away. I would recommend not going back for any further x-rays and not getting it checked at all. I would recommend if you want to, to take bitters, it's generally a very good tonic. Anyway, the dose is a quarter teaspoon in a cup of water. You can start off um, once a day, increase three times a day and build yourself up to between one teaspoon and three teaspoons a day. And that's it. And just go have a good life. Thank you so much. Well, you're quite welcome so much. Welcome. Hmm. So here is a lady with G R A N U L O M E A T O U S mastitis. Okay, granulomatous mastitis. So she, uh, this is a, a uh, harmless condition, but the question is, is she's having pain? I'll read the rest. She got it. Oh. I've got it a few years after giving birth. My daughter is now five, and doctors are treating her with cancer meds. <laughs> God, love. Sounds like a money maker to me. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you got this? I'm going to give your daughter. daughter's probably got cancer. God, love. Wait a minute. The daughter's getting cancer therapy, or the mother's getting it for granulomatous mastitis? That, that's exactly right. Yeah. The mother has the disease, and the daughter's getting the, the cancer therapy. Correct. That's what she says. I don't understand. So how old is the daughter? Five. The daughter's five years old getting cancer therapy because the mother has a mastitis? That's what it reads. Yeah, it makes no sense. I don't think you have all the information. Okay. All right. Well, Dally, if you're listening, uh, email back and clear it up. Should we move on? Yeah. Okay. Uh-huh. Um, a doctor here said, a doctor. So you guys got to quit going to these doctors. Well, we wouldn't have a show if they did. So what can I say? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Thank you, doctors. Thank you. Thank you. We'd have no show without you. Without Thank you, you for your service. <laughs> That's true. Okay, I just realized that. A doctor here says I have a off-the-charts high EBV titer indicating a current reaction to past infection. The doctor recommends I take oregano oil for a month to knock the EBV back thinking it may be a source of chronic fatigue. 52-year-old female. Does she have chronic fatigue? Mm, let's see. She's been taking a gelatin. She's got some eye floaters. But tried, But she hasn't uh, mentioned if she's got fatigue. Well, apparently she's afraid of chronic fatigue because she's taking oh, no, this doctor's Yes, thinking it may be the source of chronic fatigue. So, yeah, she's got so chronic fatigue is very straightforward. It's a liver deficiency. Liver. Wow. Okay. It's super simple. Super simple. Um, and the Epstein-Barr virus is irrelevant. It's an incidental finding. That would be like me telling you you have a gray hair in your eyebrow. Maybe you do. Maybe you don't. But if you do, you can't really blame a whole lot of disease on it. <laughs> so uh, liver. How much liver? How often? Um, honestly, as much as you can tolerate. 
Mm. So it's uh, 4 to 12 ounces a day for a woman. I would even for a guy go up to 16 ounces a day. Personally, I've eaten as much as 12 ounces a day. It is amazing. Mm. You immediately have energy. Uh, No chronic fatigue there. So uh, liver is important to eat it correctly. It's salt, pepper, liver, and onions. That's it. That's the recipe. Salt, pepper, liver, and onions. Add anything else you want to that, but that's the recipe. Mandatory ingredients, salt, pepper, liver, and onions. Okay. You cannot eat it alone. You have to eat it with uh, at least a, a quarter cup of white rice mm-hmm. and some kind of green vegetable, uh, green beans, um, uh, broccoli, sweet peas, something green, zucchini, anything green, doesn't matter. And the green stuff needs to be about equal volume to the liver. Mm. So that's the whole meal. And you can eat that over a period of the day. So especially with women and smaller people, it's difficult to eat 12 ounces of liver in one sitting. Yeah. Yeah. So I find that once I decide I need liver, then I plan to hit the ground running, so to speak. And I start eating it at eight o'clock in the morning and I try and get my 12 ounces in by noon. Wow. Yeah. But definitely don't feel like you have to, if you hate the taste of liver, again, uh, People have told me the best pet place for them to hide it is in the chili. Or if you're a meatball person, in the meatballs. So don't be shy about doing whatever you have to do to make that uh, palatable. One trick is to soak the liver in milk overnight. And the next day you uh, rinse off the liver and the milk. And that gets rid of that gamey, edgy uh, flavor. And literally, once you cook it after that, it's, it's just like mystery meat. It's like, oh, what this is? Mm. Could be beef, could be pork, could be chicken. So <laughs> it takes on the, uh, the uh, texture and flavor of mystery meat. Now, again, dump it in your favorite recipe, right? So, so even though you, you might decide to fry it with salt and pepper, then you need to chop it in pieces and stir it into your spaghetti sauce or your chili or whatever it is you yeah. just it's important to have it, though, have the carb with it, uh, white rice and the vegetables. Critical, yes, critical. Mm. That combo just kind of works. Huh? Mm. Yes. Mm. Yeah, interesting. I got a quick little yeah. liver story. I was at the store, you know, you have these carts, you know, that you hold, you know, the red, you know what I mean, those little hand carts. And I got, yes. a, mm-hmm. I got, I got a bunch of things in there. And I was at the seafood counter, and I had purchased some, uh, they got some really nice calf's liver. About four pieces there, frozen. Oh, nice. Yeah. yeah, and it's in a package. And I had right on the top, and this lady comes by, really sweet, real tiny lady, elderly, maybe 80, 80 or so. And she said, oh, you take liver too. I went to my doctor, and he told me to have liver twice a month. And I said, you have a really good doctor. You stick with him, girl. Yeah. And she, just, uh, she was so happy she saw me eating liver. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Well, in the 50s, 60s, and 70s, sure. if you were a housewife and you were not serving liver at least once a month, right. you were not doing your job. That's right. That's so fascinating. My mom did, Dr. D, when I was in the 50s, at least once a month, liver and onions. Exactly. Who didn't, I mean, they just knew it, huh? It was like a thing. Well, their mother really drilled that into them. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And, and they just kept doing it, but they didn't tell their kids. And so it got lost. So because the, the mothers who gave it once a month, every month, 
didn't really understand why they were doing it. They just did it because their mothers did it and told them to do it. Yeah, yeah. But uh, liver once a month, you know, you don't get anemia, you have full energy, no B12 deficiency in that household. And it's just amazing. It's really cool, huh? I wonder if my sisters do it. I wonder if they, they caught the message. I'll have to ask them. Did you guys catch that? Yeah. <laughs> Did you catch that? Yeah, well, Doc, stay right there, and we're going to take a little break here. If you're on the phone, we're going to get with you. This is OneRadioNetwork.com, Patrick Timpone, and um, hope you're having a good time. We always love talking to Dr. Daniels. We are doing a thing right now. About six months ago, after 15 years of supporting ourselves using you know, products, we don't get paid to do a commercial for a product like colostrum or a sauna or anything like that. We only get paid when you buy it and we get a commission. That's called affiliate marketing. So for 15 years, that model worked. It was just great. I mean, we never got rich. You know, we always had enough money, and that's all that counts, right? Make your house payment, go to the store, wake up and do it again. And then about six months ago, things started to go kind of with sales. And who knows? We didn't pay a little bit of attention to it. And, you know, the, the shows were still getting plenty of hits. And it wasn't kind of a content. Just something was going on energetically, you know, with the, with the sales. And it's really gotten to a point now where we are definitely going to move into another direction. I won't go into what we're going to do, but we're going to fi- we're figuring out a way how to make ourselves sustainable then along the way, about two or three weeks ago, we start seeing some really strange things on our website. Pretty much have not been able to prove it, but uh, we have been, what's the word, messed with. Also known as hacked. Also known as people not getting my emails. And me not getting their emails. And oh boy. So it's always something. So we have to you know, put our little hearts and heads together here. And we start a little fundraiser. If this can take us for another, just get help us get through the next month or two so we can get this thing all sorted out. And uh, even to try to find somebody who's really a security guy, you know, it costs uh, some money too. And our geek guy is really good, but I think these this goes deeper than what what he's able to get to. It's a pretty tricky business. Anyway, I don't want to get it. If you would like to support us, simply go to oneradionetwork.com at the top of the page. You click on that puppy. And you can donate whatever you want. You can use a PayPal or Stripe if you don't want to use PayPal. And uh, just go on there and do that. If you do that, if you'd like to help us out, it'd be great. And uh, yeah, we really need it. I mean, it's it's been it's it's, it's pretty spicy. Is, is what's going on right now? It's a nice way to say it. From the Hill Country in Texas, this is OneRadioNetwork.com. Be like the CIA around here, Doc. You know, it's just, <laughs> it's great. Let's see. Oh, we got a phone call here. Okay, here we go. Good morning. Who's this? Hello? On the phone? Is that me? Yes, you. Yes, go Is ahead. Okay, just a minute. Okay, June 28th, Dr. Daniels. And by the way, I've been on your um, protocol for two years. I woke up with a severe pain down my neck and head and I ended up going to the emergency room. I had a aneurysm basal artery sub mm-hmm. acronoid. I don't know how to say it. Yeah, we got it. I we... wanted to ask you. 
She's shaking her head. She understands. Yes. Okay. Um, what, do you, what would you like I to know? When I got this severe pain, well, when I got this severe pain, I had the vinegar and the cayenne pepper already mixed up. Okay, oh. I have it here. And I didn't know if I was having a throat cut, you know, one of those three things. And I took it. Okay? Yeah. And um, about 10, 15 minutes after that, I threw up. I mean, it just came out. I had no control. Mm-hmm. And the pain continued. My husband did take me to the emergency room. They did a cat scan. Mm-hmm. Basically, they did surgery immediately, and I was under for four and a half hours. Wow. Um, Jesus Christ. My goodness. I, My goodness. Wow. It, I mean, it's like, yeah, okay, I wasn't ready for this. I take care of myself. I don't take an aspirin, blah, blah, blah. Sure, sure. Um, Wait, did you say she takes an aspirin? So now, I, I, did you say you no, take an aspirin? No, I never took an aspirin. Oh, you never took an aspirin, no. Now oh. they're telling me since I got out of the hospital. Now, I haven't had my doctor visit since I've been out of the hospital. They have me taking one 325-milligram aspirin a day, 500 grams of magnesium citrate, and 100 milligrams of vitamin K. Hmm. Interesting. And they and do want, not want me taking anything with turmeric, they said, because it causes bleeding. That's what they're telling me. Now, I'm still taking your cayenne vitality capsule, and I'm wondering if that's something I should still be taking. My system is totally messed up, of course, with going poop. And, um, yeah. and I'm wondering if I can do enemas. I have done two enemas, but just water. Okay, you got a lot going on there. So, what about okay. the cayenne and vitamin? Is your headache gone? I'm sorry. Yes, my headaches are gone. I mean, I did have a little one yesterday, but I'm not taking anything. Okay. Headaches better. But I have severe headaches for two to three weeks in the hospital, mm. nonstop. Even after the surgery? Yeah, what they did... And I don't understand this. They put a coil in my head. He said my exactly. aneurysm was in the middle of my brain, and he put a coil in there. Wow. Correct. That's the treatment for it. Wow. And then they also, did a spinal, they also did a spinal tap two days after. I'm sure you're familiar with that. You know, they put something in my spine, and it takes liquid off the brain. I had that in my back for five days and that had to be emptied every single hour for five days. Oh, no. Mm. I, love I know. I'm like, oh, my God, I got to talk to Dr. Daniel. <laughs> like, what am I doing? What are they doing? So draining yeah. the cerebral spinal fluid okay, reduces on. the cushion in your head for your brain and creates those headaches that you were having for three weeks in the hospital. Okay. But let's back up from the very um, beginning. What went wrong? What went wrong? How could you, how could you, A, prevented this? First of all, what exactly happened? Did your aneurysm break and you bled or, or you just had the pain? Well, they say, and I don't, so I was up 10 minutes and I had severe pain start. And so they are telling me that that's when it broke. The aneurysm did break but, is what they're telling you. Yeah, that's what they're telling her. That's what and he's telling you he put then, a coil in there. He did not put a clip. He put a coil. 
That's what they say. It's called the nap, the coil. Yeah. All right, so the usual treatment, once an aneurysm breaks, is to put a clip there. Okay. Uh, because basically, uh, the aneurysm is a blood vessel, a hose, carries blood. When you have an aneurysm, okay. it's a balloon out the side or weakness in the wall of the blood vessel. And it breaks. Okay. Let's stop. Let's stop right there. So that aneurysm is caused by a dietary deficiency of connective tissue, collagen deficiency, mm. basically. So had okay. you added a little more collagen to your diet, probably not that much, uh, you, you would have been just fine. But that didn't happen. And then this uh, aneurysm broke. So there's two reasons for it's breaking. One reason for it to break is because it just got thinner and thinner, that little outpouching membrane, and too weak, and so it breaks. Another reason, though, for it to break is you got dehydrated. Didn't drink enough water, blood too thick, aneurysm broke. Hmm. So that's actually what happened way back when. So way back when, this whole disaster, as traumatic and difficult as it has been, could have been easily avoided by, one, drinking more water, and, uh, two, eating more connective tissue so that your body can maintain its blood vessels. All right, so we're okay. going to say the aneurysm broke. It sounds like that's what they told you. The aneurysm broke, you had a hemorrhage in your brain, um, and they fixed it, we believe, they fixed it with the coil. So coil, mm -hmm. basically, they, so you have this blood vessel with the aneurysm. So they put the coil in to block blood to that aneurysm. And that's, okay. what the, that's how the coil works. So in other words, it gave you kind of like a mini stroke. Whatever, nothing's perfect. So, mm -hmm. where are we now? So now what they're doing is they're kind of playing both sides of the street. They're giving you the aspirin to thin your blood and the vitamin K to clot your blood. Like, which is it? Make up your mind. Hmm. <laughs> now they're Serious telling me, and they're thought. telling me the reason. They're they're telling me the reason I got it is my high blood pressure. I don't take anything for it, but you know. How high is your blood pressure? Well, I'll, I really don't even check it, but it's probably, I mean, of course, they were checking it every second in the hospital. Um, it would be like 180 over probably, you know, the high 90s. Okay, so the 180 turns out, just for your information, there's no medical benefit for treating a blood pressure below 160 over 100. Medical industrial complex itself, okay. their research. That 180 is a bit high. How do you get rid of a 180 blood pressure? The answer is drink more water. So mm. we're back to where we started, right? Dehydration. Back to the water. Wow. All right. So okay. what I would do if I were you is I would get a blood pressure cuff. I would start measuring the blood pressure and increase your water intake. And you will see your blood pressure go down as you drink more water. Wow. And so for okay. blood pressure... You know, you sound like you're an older person, so I would say honestly, I'm 50, I'm the same age. I'm in the same age as you, 66. That would be older. I have to confess, I'm older. <laughs> I'm no longer okay. a young chick. <laughs> I just have to embrace okay. it. <laughs> so, uh, especially for you, there's no reason to get your blood pressure below 160. I mean, I mean, the, the okay. present um, guideline of 120 for you would be dangerous. So you want to do, what I would say is keep, try and keep your blood pressure between 150 and 160. But you want okay. to 
drink water to get it in that range. That's going to take the pressure off of their little patch here, off that coil. Now, what they're doing here is they're giving you an aspirin a day, which can cause you to bleed to death and give you kidney failure. Sounds to me like you have no time for dialysis, no. just guessing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. It's also going to cause indigestion and need for a proton pump inhibitor, which also takes you to dialysis. They got you kind of on the uh, tiptoe to the dialysis machine here with the aspirin a day. If it was me, I would definitely not take the aspirin a day. If you believe in blood thinning, as I said, you could use a turmeric or what I find more reliable is vitamin C. So uh, I would start with, I would stop the aspirin. This is not medical advice. This is just what I would do. Mm -hmm. I would stop the aspirin and I would um, instead substitute 500 milligrams of vitamin C. And then I would watch the blood pressure go down. So that blood pressure goes down to say 160, then you're good to go on the water and the the blood thinning. So the ultimate blood thinner is water. Shock, right? Okay. Shock. So all this um, blood thinner, aspirin stuff they're handing out, the person could just drink more water. So you're going to drink more water. And then, I don't know why they give you, oh, they gave you magnesium citrate uh, to help you poop. Yeah. Yeah, the problem with magnesium citrate, okay. is it the liquid you're taking or pill? What are you taking? Um, I have both. I have, well, I have a powder or I have a pill. Okay. I don't know what's in the pill. I haven't looked up the ingredients, but the powder definitely is bad news. So what I would say oh, okay. is the magnesium citrate, you know, you can take castor oil, uh, you can take vitality capsules uh, to make that poop happen. Or... You could just juice some celery juice, or you could cook up some um, celery and bacon and eat it. And man, <laughs> you cook so, you cook the celery. You know, Excuse me, you cook the celery. Yes, wow. there's a lot of options here, mm. but what you need to understand is every day you need to have an epic poop. Yes, that's it. You need a yeah. poop so big that you say, "Wow," <laughs> something like that. So. Uh, I would not, okay, so I, w- I wouldn't take the vitamin K. I don't know why they, get, they tell you why they think they eat vitamin K? No, they didn't say. Okay, so I think they gave you the vitamin K to offset the aspirin because I thought the aspirin's going to make you bleed to death and so I want to give you some vitamin K just to hedge your bets. I'm just trying okay. to let you know how doctors think. That's, that's what's going on here. Yeah. So the yeah. vitamin K, uh, I, I wouldn't take it. I would take the, the vitality capsule will make you poop and they'll thin your blood. You can take some vitamin C if you want to. But again, the big deal here is vitamin K, it's in spinach, it's in broccoli. If you eat spinach or broccoli twice a week, you're good to go. You've got vitamin K. It's fat-soluble. It's stored. You don't need to take it every day. And I'll definitely stop. Okay. So max so trait no. Okay. No. Aspirin, no. Yeah. So I can still continue taking the vitality cycles, which I have been doing. Okay, and I have both right. kinds. I, I order both. It doesn't matter which one I take, right? As long as you poop. Yeah, okay. Correct. As long as and, you poop. Um, how about enema, how about water enema? I have not done a coffee enema since, of course, this happened. I would not do, I would not do, I mean, you can do a water enema, but they're not as productive. So... I tend not okay. to recommend water enemas just because they're not as productive. 
um, what I would do again, watch your blood pressure. If you find, if you find the coffee enemas, bring your blood pressure down, then I would do that. Hmm. If you find that your blood pressure is, you know, going up with the coffee enemas, then I would not do that. But, um, the biggest thing though, is I would do the vitality capsules. You can massage your abdomen, drink water, and that's going to make you poop. So basically, the big deal here is more water in and more poop out. They're in large pure. Yeah, that's what I want. Well, there you go. Yeah. Um, Hope this was helpful. Yes, um, they also okay. have recommended, and I haven't done it, gone to a cardiologist. And no. they're calling here like every, <laughs> every do other it. day. Dr. Daniel says don't do it. Babe. Yeah, I know. That's okay. how I feel. The liver will cause of death because the cardiologists are lethal. Okay, you know. Okay, so we, yeah. we need to move okay. on. Okay. And, uh, but thanks for... Thanks I know. For, thank you. Bye-bye. Our thank pleasure. Sure. Thank you. You're welcome. Well, that was a, that was a toughie, huh? Wow. Hmm. And to go back, I think the water probably would have been the whole deal six months ago or a year ago, huh? Yeah. Yeah. We need salt with water, right? Good salt. Um, a pinch of salt. You don't need a lot. It's a pinch of salt, and, and it is it, it is nicer. Yeah. Um, Carol wants to know what the meaning is of occasional cloudy urine. What night would be? I'm 74. No health issues. Hmm. Cloudy urine. It's two reasons for cloudy urine. One is you're not drinking enough water, and two... Uh, you know, there's something that you ate, but use, I would go for the water route. Uh, you know, if you see cloudy urine, then that's your sign to just add an extra quart of water that day. 